Hello and welcome to this month's Building Sustainability podcast. This month features a conversation with Flo Hamer. So we know Flo because last summer she came on the Hot Wind Build. She was one of our students. Um, so it's really great to see what she's done since and have a good catch up and to see how some of the skills she's learnt with us she's applied to her new home. This episode was recorded in Flo's lovely little tiny house. Um, there'll be lots of pictures on the website to go along with this. Uh, I'm going to keep this intro really short because it's quite a long episode. If this is your first episode, then welcome. Um, I strongly recommend that you hit the subscribe button and listen to some of the other episodes where we chat all kinds of sustainability within the built environment. So a massive thanks to Flo for recording this chat and a massive thanks as well to Mike Hill who gave us the theme music. We haven't thanked him enough for that. Um, I'll be back at the end just to do a quick roundup. But until then, enjoy the episode. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So on the way here, so I sat down and tried to write questions earlier. And I was thinking like, oh, you know, tiny houses, what type of tiny houses are there? Oh, yeah, there's boats. And it only just really dawned on me that I live in a tiny house. Like I, You do. Yeah, my little canal boat is, well, it's 11 metres long, but that includes probably a metre, metre and a half at the front, which is outside space, and then two metres at the back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the actual internal space is pretty small. Yeah. And it doesn't have a cool second floor like yours. <laughs> yeah. And I can only stand up straight in, like, well, thin strip down the middle <laughs> the of the very centre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, there's lots of, I think, you know, if you live in a yurt, that could count as a tiny house. Yeah. Like, it's a very broad 
term. I think it's it's now become a recognisable thing for this sort of structure. Yeah. Normally made out of wood and yeah. But then yeah. Boats are tiny houses, vans are tiny houses. Oh yeah, my yeah. summer home. My summer. <laughs> you have I actually, yeah. a, you own two homes every Yeah, I mean I'm a bit of a tiny house connoisseur really. Uh Your summer home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just a mere peasant, I only have one. Wow. That's the thing about tiny homes is you can have a, a couple have many <laughs> a, whole, a whole flock of tiny homes. And all together they add up to one normal house. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. So how big is your home? So it's built on a 16-foot Ice Williams trailer. What, 16-foot in real Okay, yeah, let me answer that a different way. So it's 4.8 metres by 2.5 metres. Okay. I think. Yes, that's it. Um, And it's about... 3.9 3.9 metres off the ground, from the ground up. So, okay, like wheels, total height. Total height. Um, so that means it's completely road legal to tow. So mm. it's maxed out on its dimensions that it could be. Um, so I think, well, yeah, it's 2.55 metres is the width, the maximum width you can tow on right. the road in the UK. So... Um, I went for just under that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get the most you can. <laughs> yep. And, um, yeah, and it's just, it's a bit too tall, really. So I can't take it under four metre bridges. Okay, yeah. Um, which is definitely something I, you know, which which was a um, a bad design. Okay. <laughs> a design flaw, maybe. <laughs> um but yeah, but the the length is, um, yeah, it's a for yeah. So sixteen foot trailer is what a lot of people that you know know about trailers will be like. Okay, oh, the I four sixteen foot. You know, the I four Liam sixteen foot. Oh, the trailer. Twin axle trailer. <laughs> Flatbed deck over trailer. Oh yeah, I know all about those now. <laughs> nice. So you said it's slightly too tall. It does mean you've got a lovely upstairs mezzanine i guess yeah that was definitely something that i wanted um i really didn't want it to feel claustrophobic in Mm -hmm. the bedroom and i wanted to be able to sit up in bed so there's a lot of measuring my torso and adding (laughs) you know the height of a mattress yeah um what if i'm wearing a hat exactly (laughs) i can't wear my top hat in bed (laughs) (laughs) but it yeah i wanted it to feel really open because i'm a bit claustrophobic so i really and i've slept in a few places like vans and things and um that are would just too cramped for me so i knew that that would be a thing um i wanted it to be spacious enough and feel the height of it really makes it feel bigger i think Mm. um yeah but then so i kind of maxed out the dimensions i could but that would definitely be something i'd change if i was to build another one yeah um because just for moving it, it does make it a bit more difficult. You have to really plan your route. <laughs> yes. Did you use yeah. the, uh, there's an app, no, like a, a Google Maps type oh. thing, which has heights like built for in for truckers. Yes. Yeah, I bought that when I first moved my van. Oh, I should get that. And I have a big sticker on my steering wheel that tells me how tall my van <laughs> yeah. is. Weirdly, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just says 11 feet, which... I mean, I don't work in food, so I've got no real comprehension of how tall that is. You just made yourself more confused. Yeah. 
<laughs> I just know to look for the numbers on the bridges. And yeah. if it's smaller than 11... <laughs> Then you're fine. Yeah. No, then you're not fine. <laughs> the opposite, yeah. <laughs> you're like, it's ten, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. It's, I mean, the, I've got used to driving it now. I, well, I say that, I've only ever driven it like four times, really. I drive it to site at the beginning of the summer mm. and then drive it back again. Um, this year I did uh, 500 miles. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, and slightly yes, like no. sweaty and scared the whole time. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah. I can, yeah. Sweaty and scared are like understatements. So <laughs> what I was the day that we moved this, I was, yeah, I was a nervous shell of a human. <laughs> oh, it looked magnificent though. Like I saw the pictures you put online of it. Yeah. Of the moving day. Yeah. The best picture I think I took was when we stopped at petrol station and we parked it in between like some big trucks yeah. in the, you know, in that bit where all the trucks park. Um, it was like, big truck, big truck. Oh, it's a little house. Big truck, big truck. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Did you get some big, like, burly truckers coming in? Yeah, what like, the kicking hell the tires. And... <laughs> yeah. Sort of shaking it, singing. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I got, like, it's so funny. Like, I was driving behind it. So we got um, a company to tow it, mm. a big seven ton truck. And I was driving in my little Ford behind it and, you know, people would drive, overtake us and I would hear people like, because it was in the summer, so like everyone had their windows down. I could hear people like saying stuff as they drove past. Obviously, like most of it was good. They were like, what is that? Oh my God. (laughs) People like filming it and it was really funny. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Crazy day. I like the, like slightly voyeuristically uh, just heard what people thought about your house. Yeah. A lot of it was like really nice. Honestly. It was like, oh, that's so cool. Oh my God. Look, it's like, oh, look at the little window. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, it's a very cute thing. Thank I you. mean, uh, yeah, we'll post uh, pictures. Assuming you've got some nice pictures. It's dark when I got here. But... Um, yeah, well, I have an Instagram all for, for the house. So there are lots of pictures. On, on Give it a quick plug. Oh, it's so exciting. Um, it's at Flo's Tiny House. Nice. Well, I'll link and to then, that. Yeah, so that's got some nice pictures of it. And then... uh, so where did you first hear about Tiny Homes? I think probably the wonders of Instagram. Ah, good old Instagram. <laughs> Instagram, YouTube. It's definitely become a trend, mm-hmm. um, you know, like van life. It's one of them. Hashtag. Hashtag Tiny House. Mm-hmm. It's got lots of things on it <laughs> um but i think i'd i live i've lived in a few vans and i have always like felt very it felt really it feels really right for me living in that way in a small space mm-hmm. um and so it's always been something that i've thought about um and it just seeing the movement expand and grow in the states and in australia and um like canada and new zealand and places where it's a lot more common Mm -hmm. um it just yeah it was more on my radar and um i had seen a lot more of them around and um yeah i got really inspired by all other ones i'd seen so that's kind of how it i think how i first heard about them and Mm. where they like what was it about them that that sort of excited you, or is it just because they're like a big house but small? <laughs> <'Cause they're laughs> Everyone really loves cute. tiny things. 
<laughs> People do say that. They're like, oh my God, everything is tiny. Even your fridge is tiny. <laughs> I'm like, That's because I don't have any space for a big one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could have a giant family fridge, but I have nowhere to stand. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just a cute miniature version. Yeah. <laughs> Although it's pretty cute. <laughs> um, I think, oh, just loads of things, loads of reasons why it really appealed to me. I think the living in a small space, there's something really amazing about that. And you mm-hmm. know, from living in a boat, like it's, yeah. it's definitely got, there's just something about it. And, and also living in something that either you have built or you know someone that, that has built it or you have a connection to the building. Yeah. That's, you know, a whole different thing. And you can obviously have that with big houses <laughs> regular sized houses grown up houses grown, grown up houses exactly <laughs> this is not a grown up house um and that's something really special as well and there's so those two things combined is like it just it really appealed to me living something small and i've always wanted to build a house it's like a dream it's always been a dream mm. um because it's like a fundamental thing that we all should do and and i just kind of thought Oh, hell, why not now? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that, I mean, it appealed to me for that reason. Um, And I think you're forced to live in a very specific way when Mm. you live in something like this. And that is a way that aligns with how I would want to live anyway. Um, You know, I don't have that much stuff because obviously... (laughs) Not much room. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, having said that, I've managed to cram a lot of crap, a lot of crap into this house. One, oh, no, lots of lovely things. I think you have got a good <laughs> amount of choice things. It's not a cluttered house. <laughs> that's good. I was worried that it that it might end up being that way. Yeah, I think that's that's a danger. But yeah. I mean, one of the things I was definitely drawn to is small spaces means that you don't have loads of things and kind of yeah. like every time you bring something new in you've got to really think about it like hold it in front of you and go like where is this just <laughs> tat or is this where is it going you know, to go yeah. what do i have to get rid of in order to keep this thing exactly it's yeah. like, like that sort of william morris idea of uh oh i'm gonna misquote you can him. do it go on is it only you got it uh, only <laughs> have things in your home that you find beautiful or useful that you deem to be beautiful or something or something yeah beautiful or useful paraphrase that's what that guy said <laughs> good old bill morris <laughs> old bill classic yeah. bill love that guy <laughs> um. love the arts and crafts they yeah. did loved <laughs> a bit of knitting <laughs> Um, oh, there's just a whole load of spab uh, fellows, like, shaking their heads at us now. It's okay, we love you, spab. Yeah. <laughs> I'll explain what spab, spab. is at the end. <laughs> uh, Yeah, so, yeah, it's definitely yeah. that thing, isn't it? And the smaller the space, the more you have to be pretty brutal yeah. with. Yeah, definitely. And I think I've... From like for years, I've been slowly collecting things, and mm-hmm. I, you know, that I've, you know, made or people have made for me, or that I've found, and lots of things that I've always thought, oh, this will be great when I have a home, when I have a house that's mine, you know. And so it's been so nice to have 
to have a home and have a space that I've made. Yeah. And I've been able to yeah, choose really carefully those things. And yeah, I think that really, um, I think Bill was right. You know, I've got <laughs> <laughs> everything in here is something that I think is either beautiful or useful or both. Normally it's both. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's a really special thing actually to look around your home and see value in everything and it not be full of <laughs> And how did it come about for you to build one? Like what was the the process? What was yeah. the thought? What was the, the tipping point which made you go, this is, I'm going to do it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd had, I'd had the idea for it, yeah, for a while and always thought, oh, that would be a cool thing to do. Um, and I went travelling in Australia as every other <laughs> 20-something girl has mm-hmm. done. Um, and I, this is such a cliché story, but I was travelling up the coast of Australia. Did you find yourself? I found myself and I fell in love and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> and all that shit. But I started dating someone who had a tiny house that he ah. lived in, that he had built. But I lived in, in the tiny house with him for a few months and... It was such an amazing thing to live in. And it was that thing of he had built it. And so there was this amazing connection that he had with the house. And yeah, I think living in one just really gave me that like push. Cause you always think, Oh, van life's really cool. Mm. And then you do it and actually you're like, well, some people might be like, Oh, actually this is a bit, oh, I don't like being cold and it's quite small in here. <laughs> yeah. It's quite a lot of condensation. <laughs> yeah. But then. And I think it was really important for me to to sort of try it out. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so living in that, it just reaffirmed that thought in my head of, yeah, this is something I really want to do. So I came home um, and I just sort of took, just took the plunge and I just, I just thought, yeah, why not? Why not now? Um, so... I just, yeah, I like jumped straight in and I bought the trailer like first thing. And then I was like, well, I have to do it now because I've got a trailer. trailer. It's either that or I become a farmer. So. (laughs) All right. Well, out of the two choices. (laughs) (laughs) And then were you particularly skilled at building? Um, At that point? Well. Had you built anything else? (laughs) I'd done... I'd done a few, a few, yeah, I'd sort of, I'd done a few found conversions and things. Mm-hmm. I was very much a bodger. <laughs> I very much bodged things together. In the sort of bodger, modern, modern, In the modern of, term. Yeah, not the... Not love you bodgers. Not, <laughs> not, you know, you can also explain what a bodger is at yeah. the end. <laughs> or they can just listen to the Dave the Bodger episode. Oh, then you'll already know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, so yeah, I definitely... Bodge things together, not in, in the bad sense of the word. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I had, I would say I had basic carpentry skills, but nothing. I didn't really know much about actual building. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had one rusty handsaw, and that was about it. And I thought, yeah, you know what? Can't be that hard. I can do the house. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs power tools? <laughs> I was very naive, but. I had a really amazing network of friends and family mm-hmm. who I knew would help me. Nice. <laughs> and wanted to help me. Um, 
um, my uncle had all the tools imaginable. Um, so I kind of knew that I didn't have to have everything because yeah. I had, I had the resources from elsewhere. So I definitely didn't know <laughs> that much. I was quite <laughs> unskilled. Um, and I think it's a really cool thing to end up with something like this when, yeah, when I look back and actually at that point, I, yeah, I didn't know anything. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's been like a, a sort of instrument of growth in your life. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And it's so, like, I've changed as a person and so much has changed and so much has happened, even throughout the process of building it, because I built it really on and off. It took about 18 months mm-hmm. to build. Um, and, yeah, it was really on and off. So I was up in Scotland for a large chunk of that time and I was um, doing, you know, lots of lots of other stuff, like went travelling for a bit and it kind of changed, you know, over time. And mm. it was this, like, real labour of love. That took a very long time. (laughs) And then... Can I just put a lot of... Yeah, please do. I was like, is this going to go out? I really like that you put your hand up to that. (laughs) Excuse me, sir. Uh, Is it possible? (laughs) On the beautiful (laughs) squirrel. I'm a little bit jealous of your stove. (laughs) It's... um. It's quite something. It is the sort of archetypal. I mean, most boats I know have got them. Really? I don't think I'd ever seen one in in anything. Mm. And then I, I saw it online and I was like, that's the one for me. Yeah. And it's actually a really good size. People were like, oh, it's not a bit big for the space, but it's perfect. Yeah. Ooh, people can get that lovely roar of the fire. Just having a fire is great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's something pretty special about, uh, you know, fire was supposedly the thing that made us develop bigger <coughs> brains and because we could cook our food and... Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, having that connection to quite an evolutionary leap in yeah. your... Like, just basically, it is your the... TV. Yeah. <laughs> so... You do just stare at it, don't you? Like yeah. Hours go by. <laughs> Love this channel. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> I do that at the laundrette. <laughs> uh, channel's also good, but it's yeah. quite fun. <laughs> that one's a much shorter program, though. <laughs> um, where were we before, before Log on the Fire? Sorry, um, oh, right. you were about to ask a question. Was I? Oh, yeah. So I was going to ask you about if there was a plan. Like, did you build this to a specific plan or did you let it kind of evolve as you went? Um, I No, there, so there wasn't... A, I didn't follow a plan. You can buy plans for tiny houses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did look at that very briefly and then I thought, that's stupid. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to pay someone. To... No. So I was very stubborn and I was like, I'm going to do it myself. Um, so I did a lot of doodling, mm-hmm. <laughs> lots of drawings. Um, and then I was very professional and I used SketchUp and did a little SketchUp model of it and just did loads of research and looked at, watched loads of videos of other people's houses and mm-hmm. lots, of, lots of Lloyd Kahn books and, nice. um, yeah, and like got lots of inspiration from other other tiny houses and decided on the size based lots on like what I had seen yeah. and then thought about obviously what I wanted and um, my 
the things I wanted in the house were that depicts like how big it's going to be and whether I wanted to move it and all these factors that come into um, the design and then yeah just lots of lots of drawings and um did you do the thing like I made uh when I was doing my van I got square paper and I drew it out like this is the square meterage and then I made like a sofa size piece and <laughs> put it what if sofa goes here yeah and then what you if sofa around. goes here oh. what about here no that's terrible what about here and then yeah this is bathroom <laughs> the bathroom square yeah yeah i should have done that i didn't i just had i can show you i've got a notebook of all the like scrawlings and they were just really bad drawings of yeah it's terrible but it's amazing because i look at the SketchUp model, especially, I look at that, and it's exactly how really? it looks. Which nice. I'm so, I was like, yes, I was so good at designing it because it didn't. Apart from there was one design thing about the stairs that changed, mm-hmm. but apart from that, it's exactly how I designed it, which is so That's satisfying. Cool. Even the placements of like the like one of the original drawings is a stable door and a round window, and then a nice. stained glass window. And this is before I'd bought any of the windows or door or anything. And it, that's what it is. And it's, um, it's really cool to have oh. that. <laughs> um, so maybe people that are driving or are not able to look at pictures of this, we mm. should maybe describe this beautiful home. Yeah. Um, so, well, it's... Right now we're in the, the living room. We're in the the living room. room. The room. <laughs> Tours are very short. It's like, it's living room, kitchen, upstairs, bathroom, that's it. It's one room. <laughs> and get out. Yeah, and bye. <laughs> yeah, so it's... Um, so half of it is a pitched roof, which we're under at the moment. So the first yep. half as you come in. So you um, come in the front door, is, you're in. Yeah. So there's a sofa to your left and then a fire to your right. And then the kitchen goes and um, it's like an l-shaped kitchen so along the right hand wall and then on the back and then the bathroom is sort of back left corner mm-hmm. and then the stairs are along the left hand wall and then the second half of the house so above the kitchen and bathroom is the not flat flat roof <laughs> not flat, flat. Yeah. very clever Don't so it's, flat roofs. it's not a flat roof because that's silly yes and then so it's a very shallow pitch and um, and that's where the bedroom is so so you've got more headroom a sort of mezzanine level more headroom yeah uh yeah it's nice i really like the, the sort of uh jewel roof pitch uh, yeah. thing that happens it's really lovely when you sit when you sit up on the like in bed and then you you look back and the kind of the shape that the roof makes um is there's something really nice about it but it's yeah it's kind of like having a dormer um yeah Yeah. like a dormer window but just two really big ones (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it works so beautifully thank you yeah so there's a whole load of questions that uh i'm sure people that have never heard of tiny homes or uh well i mean i guess they're the questions i've come across a lot yeah uh in my experience of tiny homes but one of them is isn't this just a caravan why (laughs) why aren't you living in a caravan why did you build this oh so it's like a caravan yeah (laughs) oh it's a house on wheels caravan so it's caravan yeah Yes. Like why? Why is this not a caravan? How does it differ? <laughs> why? Why aren't you living in a caravan? That is a good question. I ask that question every day. <laughs> why didn't I just buy a caravan? 
<laughs> no, I never ask myself that question. My um, when I was telling my boss um about it, he, I said it's on a trailer, and he immediately called me trailer trash. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> so, so, why not a caravan? Um. I did actually think about it when I thought about buying a boat and I thought about buying a caravan. I thought about all the other... I thought about just getting another van and mm-hmm. then I decided, no, because engines <laughs> engines are hard. <laughs> so, yeah, and they yeah, break. When engine breaks, home breaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I went, yeah, no, none of that. Um, and I just thought, I'm a skilled woman and I want to build a house, so I felt like buying a caravan would just be it would be like offensive to myself as a craftsperson, you know, no, <laughs> no offense to caravan owners. Caravan's great. <laughs> but I think there was just, no, I, God, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it to myself. <laughs> there, I mean, there is a thing I always feel when I go into a caravan, like the, the doors and the way they're made and like, you know, the partition walls mm-hmm. are flimsy and they sort of bend so and yeah, you know, everything's made to be just, just good enough and yeah. like thick enough that it will work, but no more. Yeah, definitely. And you know, that isn't what you've got here. This isn't mm. you know, it sturdy. <laughs> like feels feels solid. It is it is pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I don't know, caravans are, are great and if you're like travelling a lot and you, you do like, you know, touring, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Then they're great, but for some, I wanted to live it in. I wanted to build something that I was going to live in for years, and I hopefully will live in this for years. And if you don't have the time or the money or the skills or know someone with the skills, then this isn't an easy thing to do by mm. any means. And so, if you're looking for something, you know, cheap-ish um, to live in, caravans are great. And then you know that's why vans are great and boats are great, and you know. There are lots of different ways that you can live like this. You don't have to yeah. take 18 months and <laughs> lots of crying to, <laughs> to build yourself a home. I just decided to for some reason. <laughs> well, I like that you added in the crying. That's... Yeah, literally blood, sweat and tears all went into this house. <laughs> a lot of my tears and blood and sweat. <laughs> um, so the other... The other thing well what else do people ask they ask well (laughs) the first thing that people ask when two boaters meet each other within two minutes they're talking about their toilet and oh so how do you poo um so how do you poo yeah florence hamer i'm gonna write a book (laughs) tell me about (laughs) It's funny because people don't ask me, but that's normally one of the first things I tell people. Really? I'm so open about it now. I'm like, do you want to know how I poo? Yeah. No, but I'm going to tell you anyway. (laughs) Well, I think certainly like boaters, pretty much every boater's got a story about, you know, something that's gone wrong (laughs) with their, you know, their their poo receptacle and how, you know, like a flow of human excrement oh, like came out from under their bed or you know oh, when no. that's seriously some of the, the stories i've heard have been pretty pretty grim oh. um so yeah luckily nothing like that has happened to me yet no. um 
No, well, I'll tell you, Jeffrey. I'll tell you how I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everyone's on the edge of their seat right now. Toilet seat? No. Yay! <laughs> oh, God, I'm good. Um, so I have a little DIY compost loo. Nice. Which is basically a bucket. Nice. Um, yeah, so I've got a little urine separator um, and that joins my grey water pipes mm-hmm. so that joins up to my grey water from my shower that then joins up to my sink and it all goes out into a soakaway that we dug here on the farm nice um yeah so are you are you actually plumbed in here have you got water yeah so i was really lucky that yeah i'm on a friend's farm at the moment and mm-hmm. they have um spring-fed water which is oh. great <laughs> um and there was a outdoor tap just next to where I was going to put the house. So it was really perfect. Brilliant. So I just hooked into that and it's really, yeah, it was really easy. If you didn't have that, have you got a water tank and a pump and stuff like that? Um, I don't, I have a pump and an accumulator and all that stuff because I thought I might need it because mm-hmm. um, I didn't know where I was going to be living. Um, but yeah, I had kind of, Plan. I have a you know I have a backup plan for when I'm somewhere where I can't have water. So I think that would probably be, yeah, a put some guttering on the house <laughs> mm-hmm. and get a little rainwater tank, um, and then have yeah a pump and a filter and things. Um, but you kind of got to be flexible with with this sort of way of living because yeah you don't know. I've been here for eight months. Yeah. And I, um, I'm not planning on moving the house anytime soon. Um, so, you know, it, it was, you know, I'm pretty permanent. But if you're going to be moving around lots, obviously you need to think about, you know, other, like, solutions to mm. those problems when you might not have a water hookup. So. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey there, I'm Mick from the Mick and Pat Show. That's right, and I'm Pat. Looking for a podcast that's like catching up with old friends? Well, you're in luck. We're here to bring you weekly doses of lifestyle commentary, discuss culture and politics, and top it off with the occasional beer and film reviews. But it's not just about us. We're a community. Our listeners are our kin, and we let you all have a say in what we discuss. So saddle up and join the conversation at The Mick and Pat Show. You can check out our website or find us wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I've got a big water tank at the front of my boat and I'm moored up. I've got a permanent mooring. So uh, every now and then I go to the tap that's next to my boat and I <laughs> fill up the giant tank that's on the front of my boat and then I take the hose back and coil it up and then I pump the water uh, you know, into to my sink and wherever mm. I need it. It's like, this is ridiculous. I should just <laughs> plug that, that yeah, tap straight that? in. Well, I don't have... That option. Uh, you're so, not allowed to do that. Or... I think I can do it. Yeah. I just like there isn't the connector to because yeah. I mean I was cruising on the boat for, for quite a few years mm. and it's just cruising. Just cruising. <laughs> you're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like <laughs> yeah, by cruising, people overtaking me as they walk the dog. On it. I actually. So I used to cruise around London and that was when I bought the boat and then I moved it down to Bristol and it took me two weeks of seven hours a day, uh, two weeks. And then I got in my van at the other end and drove back in two hours. (laughs) 
And I worked out that my average speed was a mile and a half an hour. Oh my gosh, no. Which is like half the speed of walking. Obviously, like the boat goes faster. Yeah. But uh, locks and swing bridges and yeah, everything takes time. And yeah. But that's sort of the point with being a boat. Yeah. And because I stopped in almost every pub. (laughs) (laughs) And then you get too pissed and you can't punt away. Oh, yeah. Stay here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. So I guess we're we're sort of on that minor detour there. Uh, We're now into sort of the nuts and bolts of how you live. Yeah. You've got something that I'm really jealous of. A banging bath. (laughs) I do. I do That's, have a bath. What What do you call it? Is that like a three-quarter, half bath? What do um, they call it? I mean, I call it a hip bath. Because Super hip. I'm so hip <laughs> and down with the kids. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, you could call it, maybe it is, it's probably a half bath, you'd call it that. Yeah. Um, it's out of an old canal boat, actually. Nice. Um, I bought it on eBay. And yeah, it's a sort of very... It's the same, no, it's probably narrower than a normal bath and mm-hmm. about half the length, right. squished down version. And then it's very deep, so you kind of sit in it um, with your knees up nice. on a little seat. So it's kind of like a granny bath <laughs> that has a seat in it. It doesn't like go up and down like a granny <laughs> bath seat, but you get the, you get the picture. But it's really great because you can get right in there and get nice. fully submerged and it's wonderful. Yeah, I've got a pretty poor, poorly pressured shower. Oh, <laughs> this I'm very lucky to have like pressurized water here. It's yeah. very nice. So I have, yeah, I have my little bath, and then above it is um, a shower that we made just from some copper pipe. It was super simple. It was amazing. Um, stroke of genius by my cousin, and so I've got a nice rain wall. Ra- rain wall. Rain wall. <laughs> rain- yeah. The wall of rain. Rain water. Is that the word? Rain. Waterfall. That's it. <laughs> a waterfall shower, which is amazing. So. Uh, yeah, there's pictures of that on your Instagram, question mark. Um, there should maybe, be, because should it's be. ace. We'll take a video of you turning the shower on <laughs> and looking happy about it. Shower goes on. Shower goes on. Shower yeah. goes on. <laughs> Um, all right, so what else? Uh, like You've got electricity in here. Is yeah. this solar or is this hookup? I am on solar. Nice. So I have pretty, pretty great solar system. Um, I've got four, oh, what are they? Four 280-watt panels. Right. That's pretty, pretty chunky. Yes, I can't do that. It is chunky. It is chunky. Um, and I've got... Um, a little charge controller and um, an inverter, and then a big lithium-ion battery, which is whew, fancy. <laughs> how how big is your battery? We're getting slightly into nerdy. Like, there's a lot of people who have never even heard of tiny homes. Just going, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, this is this is very niche nerdy yeah. nerdy talk. So I've got one battery, a lithium-ion battery, and it's 160 amp hours. 160. Nice. And that's puny compared to yours. Well, you know, 200. (laughs) But um, uh, yeah, and you find that's fine for your needs? Yeah. So at the moment, it has been. um, This is the first winter I would have lived in it. And yeah, so I've only had the solar system all set up for 
maybe like four months. Um, and as of, I think last week, it did run down right. for the first time. So that happened. <laughs> so I'm thinking about what to do over the winter, whether to get a little generator. Mm. But yeah, I'm very lucky because I'm really close to the house and my friend's house on the farm. Um, and they let me have an extension lead occasionally. Very nice. Um, and so my inverter is an inverter charger and you literally just plug that in and it's a really like hefty battery charger. So it just charges the battery really quickly. So that's nice. a really good, I'm really lucky that I've got that option, but I could do that with a little generator or, yeah, you know, so. Yeah, I think yeah. pretty much all off-grid systems, although just saying that, when I chatted to Chris Vernon, he, uh, well, he, Chris Vernon, who did the One Planet Development, yeah, episode number <laughs> two or two three. Or three. Yeah, thanks. I think it was nice fan of the fan of the show. For long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> uh, yeah, he had to size his entire uh, panel, like the solar panels, for yeah. the worst day of the year. Yeah. So pretty much, like ninety nine percent of the year, he's generating more power than he can possibly use. Right. Yeah. Which is so one of the issues with off grid is that yeah. You you have to oversize things. Yeah. Um, but most most other people, I almost said most normal people. Most <laughs> <laughs> normal people. Uh, most other people uh, will just have a backup, you know, a generator or a plug-in. Yeah. Or... Yeah. It's. I think it. I've got enough panels. I think for I could, my next thing would be get another battery, and then I'd be more sorted. Um, but that wasn't that wasn't cheap, <laughs> so um, I'm saving up for another battery. Um, but yeah, we'll see how the winter goes. I might. And you're like, yeah. I mean, just in case people are imagining that this is like you're living by candlelight, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a cave. Like it's a well lit. Yeah. Yeah. I've got yeah lots of. Um, Lots of lights. They're all LEDs, so they're super low draw, which is yeah. great. Um, my biggest load is probably my fridge. Right. So that that all that eats up quite a lot of power. Um, I turn it off every now and again if I'm worried about if it hasn't been sunny or you know. Yeah. Um, but that's it really. And then I've got so yeah, I've got my inverter for my plugs. Um, but I just you know occasionally charge my laptop or my phone, and that's mm-hmm. basically it. So you're not you're living a, a modern life. You know, you're not cut off from. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that was one thing I really wanted to to prove slightly was I think things like this often have the reputation of oh well, you're just a hippie living in a field, you know, <laughs> like you don't wash and. You know, but it's just that you kind of have a bad stereotype sometimes with things like this. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I can definitely... You wash. I wash. <laughs> like, shock horror, but I do wash. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> it's, you know, I can I can definitely live like that. I'm, you know, I'm not... Mm-hmm. I'm hardy, but, you know, I'm not going to deny I do love my home comforts. I love a bath. So yeah. I thought... If I can have a bath, I'm going to have a bath. And it's things like that. I, I really wanted to build something that was just as comfortable all year round mm-hmm. as a normal house. And that I think I've done, which is really nice. 
you know, I can, we're in it, we're in here now and it's really nice and warm and Toasty, yeah. light and, you know, we've had a nice cup of tea and there's all these things that you, you know, it's not that difficult to make a space like this really comfortable mm-hmm. and like a regular home. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Without all the excess space to fill with tat. Exactly. <laughs> all the comforts, zero tat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a bit of tat in here. but. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit of, uh, like, what's... What's in the walls? Like what? Uh, mm. Presumably, but I'm big into insulation. Yeah. I like building super insulated <laughs> houses. Yeah. Uh, what well, I guess one of the the things about building your own home is you can choose how yeah. much you wrap the building in. It's straw. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Shock horror! Made a straw bale. <laughs> Imagine that would be. It'd great. be a very very snug corridor. It'd be so so small. <laughs> oh, that'd be horrible, actually. <laughs> Yeah, all of the things that you get in your nice, light, airy, that would be gone. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, yeah, it was really nice to be able to yeah choose all the materials I used. That mm. was a really cool, cool thing. Um, so I I tried to use um, like secondhand materials as much as possible. Yeah. Um, like reclaimed stuff. Anything I get my hands on. <laughs> grubby little paws um and yeah so i i tried to um yeah tried to use all like local stuff so all the timber was really local um came from like 10 miles down the road nice. i think um like the timber that you built the, the yeah, actual frame with yeah um yeah all the all the wood so it's all western red cedar and then there's ash um in the kitchen and on so ash worktop and on the stairs and then there's lots of ply for like the kitchen. Obviously, mm-hmm. that isn't local. <laughs> um, but the yeah, all the all the cedar came from just down the road. Fantastic! And it was really cool. I went to see the trees before they got felled, nice. which is very cool. There's something pretty special about that. I like, went like shopping for mm, my trees. It was really cool. Pick the trees that you're gonna kill. Yeah, <laughs> gave it, I literally gave it a hug. There's a Aww. picture of me hugging this tree, and I was like, sorry. Aww. But I love you. <laughs> yeah, where it's living on in something, you know, utterly beautiful yeah. and functional and it's providing a really great new life. <laughs> I really didn't really answer your question. What was, <laughs> what was my question? What's in the walls? Oh, yeah. I'll get that. Well, there you go. Wood is in the walls. <laughs> yeah, wood is in the walls. Um, yeah, so that, having, like, trying to use just second, like, secondhand mm-hmm. materials meant that, Actually, I didn't have... I tried to find some insulation that was, like, second-hand or mm-hmm. cheap. Um, and so that meant, I, you know, ideal world, I would have used sheep's wool mm-hmm. in the whole house. That's expensive. It is. <laughs> um, so, and I was really lucky. I found, um, I think, six rolls of eco-wool okay. insulation, which is a brand. That, well, it's NAF, I think, is the brand, but it's a type of... It's like, um, it's called Eco Wall, but it's like fiberglass insulation made of recycled mm-hmm. glass bottles. Nice. I mean, let's hope. Um, so I had, I got six rolls of that from someone that had it left over from a project. Great. Which was perfect. Because everyone's like nearly always got a little bit of leftover yeah. insulation. And that's the sort of thing that I I did a lot in this house is I got 
little bits from people that yeah exactly that was left over from a project um and so a i was using things that were yeah second hand or um you know excess and i was i was helping to reduce the waste from that project yeah. which was a really that's was a big thing as well for me was having little waste so yeah and potentially so, saving a bit of money as well yeah definitely i um I think that the yeah the cost was a lot lower than it would have been if I'd obviously bought lots of things new. Um, if, so it worked well, out really well. As long as uh, you factor in, well, as long as you don't factor in the the time it takes to search for those things, yeah. go and get those things. Right, as long yeah. as you're considering that you have zero wage and your time yeah. is worth nothing, you save loads of money. Exactly. My time is worth nothing. <laughs> I save so much money. Yeah, that is a good, very good point. I spent a lot of time on my with my windows, which are secondhand. Yeah. No, I kind of wish I'd just bought new windows, I've got to oh. say. But anyway. Um, but yeah, to, to finish that question, answer, um, so it's eco wool in the walls and then in the floor... I'm sorry, but there is some Kingspan in the floor. I know, it's terrible. I feel awful. I'm a terrible human being. Uh, I mean, it does a very good job. It does. And I kind of just needed something that was a bit more solid mm-hmm. in the floor. No, um, understandable. But it's minimal, so I feel good about that. And then in the ceiling was a real treat because I could afford one roll of sheep's wool insulation. Nice! So in the ceiling, I thought... I thought I wanted something nice on my head because I'd be right next to it and breathing it all in. So I just thought, why not splash out? Mm-hmm. And so I could. So there's three different types of insulation, which I don't know if that is a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I think as long as the uh, the insulation is like a continuous <laughs> yeah. envelope around you, yeah. I don't. I, yeah, as long as there's not one which is a. <clears throat> Excuse me, is a, like a really bad insulator because mm. that would be a, be a cold down. spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it lets the cozy team down. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, you could be the judge. I think it's quite. I'm snug. It's snug as a bug. Yeah. yeah, it's been. I was really surprised actually when I first when I first started living in it was April, so mm-hmm. it was quite warm. And it would warm up in the day through from the sun, and then it would just be so warm in the evening. Nice. And I was in it, and I was like, oh, my God, it works. The insulation <laughs> works. This is what it does. This is the point. So it was. that was a really nice feeling. Nice. And yeah, it's really, I think it... So here's the question that I'm sure loads of people uh, probably want to know the answer yeah. to. How much did you spend <laughs> on your tiny home? Yeah, I so I haven't totaled it all up because I'm scared to, and I, <laughs> and I don't keep receipts because who does that? Okay, um, so a random stab in the dark number. <laughs> yeah, this no, <clears throat> I think roughly it was about fifteen grand. Okay, um, maybe more like twenty grand because I ended up, um, so my solar system was quite expensive. So if you yeah. to- count that, and also. I built it with my cousin, I should say. I should have said at the beginning, 
Sorry, Leo. You're the best. <laughs> Love you. Um, but yeah, so, and he worked on it full time with me. Mm-hmm. And towards the end, um, I paid him for his time. So, because he is amazing and a very talented man and was well deserving of some money for helping me build it. Nice. So, I think with that as well, that was an added cost. Um, probably more like 20 grand. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's a pretty, um, yeah, it's a sizable thing. I mean, there's uh, little apartments in you know cities that probably are smaller than this yeah. that would be <laughs> you know, oh God, be put, put a zero on the end, uh, yeah, sort of cost wise. I think it's quite, it's re- well, it's really amazing that I have that I own a home mm-hmm. and I don't have a mortgage and I don't yeah. have. You know, have very minimal rent and minimal outgoings on the house, no bills to pay. Yeah. So that is a really amazing thing. Um, and that's also another reason why I did it really is to have that freedom of owning a home without having a mortgage. Yeah. At 25. Like, oh, yeah. You know, it sounds a bit boasty, but it's, it's really, I'm so grateful that I have that. And mm-hmm. it's really amazing. So what is that, uh, you know, being mortgage free, not having rent to pay. What's how's that sort of changed your the way you can live your life? Um, in gosh, in yeah, in loads of ways. I think that just fundamentally having the freedom of having very little outgoings mm. is is a massive thing. So yeah, I've been working as an apprentice um, recently, so I haven't. I, you know, I'm on an apprentice's salary, which isn't much at all. Um, and I think if I, if I was working in that job and I was trying to rent somewhere, mm-hmm. um, I would be struggling. Yeah. And nowhere near be able to buy anywhere. Like, no way in hell. <laughs> um, and that's, you know, a huge thing that my generation are facing. Mm. Um, and, having the freedom to also in a way live anywhere I want kind Mm. of within reason. Obviously I've, I'm in one place and I'm lucky that I've had a place to put it and a place to live. And that's a big hurdle as well. But I've, you know, I've been very lucky that I could live here in a really beautiful area. Um, We're in rural Herefordshire. Mm. You've got, (laughs) is it goats or? What's your your neighbouring uh, animals? Cows, goats, snoring pigs, snoring over. pigs in the shed. Um, there's some sheep. We can see the Black Mountains from. Oh. I mean, it's dark, so sadly Jeffrey can't see the Black Mountains. But they're very black. They're very very black. Um, yeah, so I've been able to live in this area, which actually there'd be no way I could afford to live around here mm-hmm. um, on the salary I have at the moment. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm actually gonna, I'm leaving my job soon and I'm gonna become self-employed. And that is a, that is, you know, I can do that because I live in a way that means that I'm not terrified to leave the security of a full-time job. Yeah. Which is like, you know, that's, I'm hugely privileged to have that. I know that and I, I recognise my privilege that I can I can do that. Um because, you know, not a lot of people, you know, can can leave the security of a full time job and know sure. that they're not gonna, yeah. you know, struggle. 
and I might struggle, I don't know, but I think, yeah, I think I'll might be all right i don't know we'll see yeah we'll we'll do an update update when i'm like i'm so hungry (laughs) (laughs) thank god you've come to visit me did you bring me some food i've eaten my stairs (laughs) (laughs) do you think do you think that living in your tiny home has altered the way you live your life uh sort of day to day i think the way i live is very now very much governed by like the seasons sounds a bit silly to say but actually living in something where you're very kind of I don't know you're very close to the outside that sounds silly but when you're in a big house and you have central heating and you have being I don't know there's something about living in something like this where you're very same as a boat you're very kind of aware of the weather and the seasons and and that has governed how I live, which is really nice. So I spend a lot more time outside mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of like this weekend, I spent a lot of time chopping firewood. Yeah. It's things like that, that I now spend my time doing and, um, because I need to, and that's a really nice thing actually, um, to spend my time doing, doing things like that, which is nice. Nice. I like that. I, um, when I first, got into building i built this little pod out in oregon pod i sort of came up with this whole thing which i thought was very original at the time and i called it like pod living and uh uh, it was sort of before like the glamping pods really kicked off so maybe i i probably started started that yeah you did you're welcome i have heard that someone did (laughs) yeah yeah at jeffrey the natural builder website uh but um (laughs) thank you for it uh I sort of hypothesized that by reducing the amount of size that you lived in, it meant that you were forced outside or sort of not maybe forced, but then outside became more of a room like that you, you, you spent your time in and therefore you would, you know, see the migrating birds, see the seasons change. Yeah. When you're, when you live in something, maybe if you live in a city or in a regular house, then you do become kind of detached from the outside sometimes. Mm. That's very well, there's quite a lot of people. But, quite a lot know. of people will you know not go outside of their house. And yeah. they you know, they might their big change in the day might be going from their bedroom to the kitchen to the <laughs> you know, where they sit at their office and then going back to the kitchen for some tea and then going back yeah. to the bedroom <laughs> yeah. for sleep. Yeah. Uh and don't get me wrong, some days I do that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's even better because I don't have to walk as far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know, maybe that's a, you know, it's been said a lot, but I think it's, it is something, when you do live like this, it has an immediate positive effect on you. Mm-hmm. And it's, I've, yeah, it's just had a really wonderful, wonderful effect on my, on my mental health. I'm going to say it. Being outside is great. <laughs> I think it's proven, proven to it be great proven. for mental health. Finally, studies show. Yeah. No, scientists it's, um, have said. <laughs> yeah. Should everyone move into a tiny house? <laughs> um, I, mm, mm, I no, I don't think it is. I think lots of people would probably hate it. Yeah. Um I I know lots of people would hate it. <laughs> you have to be 
You have to like you have to be a right sort of person, and and lots of people think living in a van was, is hell, you know. And yeah, why would you live on a boat? What's wrong with you? <laughs> lots of people say that to me as well. I meet people really. You live in a why? Why do you live in a tiny shed on wheels? You weird, weird woman. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you say to those people? I say. Don't come in for a cup of tea. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no. change their world. <laughs> showing them how glorious it is in here. Yeah, I think it's for someone that thinks they might like it mm. or know that they would like it, I would definitely say do it nice. because it's amazing and it's the best decision I ever made. Um, but, you know, there are lots of people that you know, it wouldn't suit and that's totally okay and you can live in the way that suits you and not forcing tiny houses on anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you can live, live in your big verbose house. You knob. So do you think, um, do you think there's a link between sort of sustainability of living and, and tiny living? Do you think it makes you more conscious of, I don't know, waste or consumption or? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Not trying to put that sound. They were very unopen ended questions. <laughs> they were leading questions. No. <laughs> um, no, def- yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, from, like, from a basic point of view, I put my rubbish in my friend's bins. Right. So that in itself is like adding to another family's rubbish. You have to be really aware of how much rubbish you have. And that's i mean you know that's just a really basic thing but i'm i'm very aware of of that and and um yeah things like water consumption and you know how much gas you use when you mm-hmm. cook i suppose by by the fact that you have to go and get a replacement gas thing whenever they run out therefore yeah. you don't want the gas to run out because it's cold and you know <laughs> you have to go outside yeah yeah so you naturally conserve it yeah and- definitely and you kind of work out how much you, you know, you get to learn how much gas and water and electricity you use. And that's something really nice about, about having like the solar system as well. And then like battery monitor and things. And mm-hmm. I can see how much like, power I'm using. Um, and yeah, I have to really, yeah, think about how much, how much gas I'm using. And I cook on my fire a lot because nice. I have it on and I just, you know, put my kettle on top of there instead of using the stove and little things like that. Um, and before I dug my soak away, when I first moved, I had a bucket underneath the house where the wastewater <laughs> came out. And it was amazing because I would have a shower and I would try and not overfill the bucket. So I have a really quick shower and then I could empty the bucket and it nice. not be really annoying. Yeah. But if I like had a really long shower, it would just all be wet everywhere and it would be sad. So that was a really cool thing at the beginning to... I was like, oh, that's how much water I use. Nice. And yeah, I've got really no, no, I can't visualise how big, how big, how much. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I can't visualise how much water a shower yeah. uses. I think. But you've actually like got a yeah. literage of. <laughs> I feel like most people would have no idea how much water they use. And you can, you know, you need like sort of time your shower, but you've got no idea how much water you're yeah. using. And so that was, I mean, now I don't because 
Now yeah. just sod the water away. Sod it. the water, it goes all down the hill. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah, I'm definitely aware of it. Um, but gas, especially, I because I have to go and refill that, and yeah, you know, so yeah, it does. It's made me a lot more, a lot more conscious of what I use, and it's made me change the way that I do things so that I use less. Nice. Which is really yeah positive for, in a sustainability point of yeah it it really puts like your inputs and your outputs like right in front of you yeah it's make, it makes you look yeah it makes you look at what you use and what, how much waste you have yeah whereas i think uh probably conventional house living like everything's done to kind of hide those away um, yeah definitely you yeah you become detached from it and you don't know how much electricity you use or you yeah. just pay the bill every month. Or like you when know. you plug in a new thing, because I've done this, plug, <laughs> plug something in on the boat, I've just gone like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that is never getting plugged in again. You uh, try and charge your like batteries for yeah. your power tools. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I tried to run a vacuum cleaner once. Oh. And uh, like Whiskey a big, mood. big Henry uh, like type. <laughs> and it was like... I got like thirty seconds before my batteries are dead. Like, oh, no. <laughs> or a Hoover, that is luxury. I got a dustpan and rush. <laughs> <laughs> a poor man's Hoover. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right then. What is? Uh, or let's go this way around. What is the worst part <laughs> about tiny living? Is there a worst part? The worst part. Um, it's just so we can end on the best part. part. Yeah, sure. End on a positive. Yeah. Having to spend 18 months building your home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Being really cold for 18 months before. <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, it's a, okay, it's, it's a large answer. Okay. The last, the last kind of few weeks, um, because it's the first time I'm living in, in the winter, mm-hmm. um, the last few weeks, have been a real test. So lots of things are broken. Right. Um, so like my tap broke, my sink was leaking and my tap was leaking at the same time. Right. My gas water heater broke my, and then my power ran out for the first time. <laughs> this is all in the space of a day right. or two days, maybe top it all off. I burn a pair of socks on my fire. <laughs> So that was really sad. Yeah, that is, <laughs> I've got them here. It's a terrible week. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I'm going to fix really, them. So really this is why them. they're here. But they're just you know, singed to... They have no soul anymore. Oh. Like me. <laughs> so, so it's things like that. It's, it's days like that when lots of things go wrong and you have no landlord to call. Mm. And you have... Well, in my case no one else that you live with to help um so it's that was that was challenging but actually um quite empowering even, that's not even the, a bad thing because it i fixed everything yeah because i'm a legend <laughs> and <laughs> and it yeah it was so empowering to to just have the problems but find a solution and fix it and that's I've turned it into a positive here. The, yeah, you've done a great, part. like, classic interview oh, technique. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a really great thing of having built it. Yeah. I know how it went together. I know how 
I mean, I had to call my cousin a lot to be like, how did you put the tap in? Because he did all the plumbing. And I'm like, I've got no idea. But... I mean, it is a, it's a new build. Essentially, it's a new build house. And, you yeah. know, you'd expect pretty much like 90% of the things to go wrong will happen in the first sort of six months. Right. And then, you know, it'll be fine for, for a few years. And then they'll start wearing out. Yeah. And then, yeah. It's just a constant list of things to fix. Yeah. That's how I find living on right? a, <laughs> like a 35 year old boat. Yeah. It's just, I'm just at the constant list to fix. End. Yeah. Um, Cause it's, yeah, that's something I kind of forgot when I sort of finished it and I was like, great, I'm done now. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I can just finished. live in it. And then, yeah, obviously, like you said, with, with any, with any kind of home, there's always things that go wrong and, um, if you live in somewhere when, when you rent, you know, you don't have to fix those things because you just call your landlord, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a, it's a really difficult thing, but you have that when you own a home. But I think having, I think it becomes more difficult in something like this because you just become a bit stuck sometimes. Like if I run out of gas. So also on that day, <laughs> there was so much rain that, when so when Jeffrey drove onto the farm, you go over a little bridge over mm. a brook. Oh it's yeah, not really yeah. a river, but a little bubbling brook. Um, but when we had loads of rain a couple of weeks ago, it wasn't really so babbling. It was more <laughs> of a roaring torrent of water. So and it like flooded the the bridge, and I couldn't leave the farm. So I couldn't leave to to get more gas that I needed and. <laughs> various tools that I need to buy to fix the things that were broken. So that all made it a little bit more difficult. So you had no socks, no taps, no, no gas. I only have one pair of socks and I burnt them. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cold. <laughs> okay, that does sound like a pretty bad day. Yeah. But um, yeah. now you've come out the other side. Um, <laughs> all right then, so let's finish on the best part Sell sell the tiny life to tiny the good dream. people listening at home. <laughs> the tiny, tiny dream. The tiny, tiny, really boring dream. <laughs> so, so, oh gosh, that's so hard. The best thing. I mean, I wake, this is, sounds so cheesy, but <laughs> I wake up most mornings and I look at it and I just think, I built this. I'm like, I built this. Yes, with a lot of help. Thank you, Leo. But I built it and I live in it and no one can take that away from me. And it's so, it's such an amazing feeling. I don't know. It's just, I don't know, it sounds so corny, but there's just something really special about living in something that you've built, even if it is big. If it's a regular sized house, that's still, it's probably even more amazing. (laughs) Definitely it's more amazing. and you get a you know greater sense of achievement, I'm sure. But I think also for me, having done it and started it anyway with very little experience, it's even more of a sense of achievement. And mm. and also, I think look, when I look around and I see all the little things that people have given me and people have made, and um, and I look at. I look at all the different parts of the house and I know like who helped me at that stage. So I had loads of friends come and help and we had loads of really fun, like build weekends. And, you know, I look at like my round window and I'm like, Oh, Maisie helped me put that in, you know, and I look at 
all the different things and like oh look at the ceiling I'm like Aiden helped me make the roof when he like you know and I just I look at it and it's like all of my friends and my family mm. in one building and it's so that I think that's the best thing actually is how how like yeah how much love went into the house and all all the lovely people that helped me and all the Aww. yeah yeah, <laughs> Kiko would call it uh, the the stories that the you know yeah the the project is actually the stories and the sort of house is a is a byproduct. I yeah. probably misquoted it terribly there. Him and Big Bill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he was dead. No, I know, I know what he. Yeah, I can't remember what he said, but I know what you mean. Um, and that's definitely it. Is everything in here? Again, it goes back to everything being having a use or being yeah. beautiful. Everything has a story, and it's you know like oh, that's the little snowman that Sam turned, and that's the little teacup that Dave made, and you know, and it's that's the best thing. It's all the all the stories. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So that was Flo Hamer talking about her tiny house. Thanks, Flo. Uh, so things to mention, uh, SPAB, that deserves an explanation. Uh, the Society for the Protection of Ancient Buildings is an organisation that runs out of London, in the UK. Uh, obviously, they are looking to protect ancient buildings. Um, their, their founder, I believe, was uh, was William Morris. Um, and so... Yeah, apologies for probably terribly misquoting. If you want to see more pictures of Flo's tiny house, then do check out uh, on Instagram at Flo's tiny house. Um, it really is a very beautiful thing. I think that's it. I will see you next month for another building sustainability. Have a lovely month.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.